So the reading is taken from Matthew 16, verses 21 to 26. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? This is the word of the Lord. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the question that you ask of us. What will it profit a person to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Lord, we pray that we might learn to live the life that you call us to in the power of your spirit, learning from your example, from the saints down the ages and from those who live with us today. We might indeed be those who are ready to live life on purpose and find the true meaning of what it is to be a human being fully alive. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. <laughs> 2002, Sean and I came to Christ Church, and one of the first books that I read was a new book then called Living on Purpose by Tom and Christine Sine. And uh, it was an incredibly attractive book to me because it spoke of aligning my will and our will with God's purpose, both from a personal point of view and obviously from a church point of view. And that's what we sought to do, is to align the mission of Christ Church to God's mission in our world. And I've sought, <laughs> struggled, to find a way of doing that in my own personal life. In this book, uh, he draws on, uh, or they, they draw on a, a Peanuts cartoon. You remember those, old? And uh, he pictures, I haven't got the picture of it, I'm afraid, to show you, but in a Peanuts strip, they write, Lucy tells Charlie Brown that she has decided to take up a hobby. He immediately commends her for deciding to accomplish something. Accomplish something? She responded, all I thought we were supposed to do was to keep busy. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, 
There's a great temptation, isn't there, just to live life trying to keep busy and just get on with stuff, whatever comes to hand, responding to things and getting over problems and just keeping on, keeping on. But it reminded us, reminded me, that the key to living in line with God's purpose is to be intentional. Being intentional. I want this morning to briefly look at what that looks like in practice. Firstly, in the life of Jesus, and secondly, in the light of one of our local saints. So, Jesus is life. It would be an understatement to say that Jesus lived intentionally. In that reading, we heard of Jesus being intentional in his teaching. Matthew describes the episode that we've just heard of him teaching say by saying, from that time on, Jesus began to, to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Although they somehow sort of forgot about that bit and only remembered it when he had been raised from the dead. But the fact was that Jesus intentionally began a new emphasis in his ministry. Instead of teaching the crowds in parables, as he had been doing, he now starts preparing his disciples for his passion. Very intentional change. Peter then rebukes Jesus. I mean, probably only Peter that had the nerve to do that. But he rebuked Jesus. But Jesus says to him, but sees behind him the work of the enemy, the accuser, the one who tries to deflect him and had done so, tried to, in the wilderness just a little while before. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You are a stumbling block to me. You're getting in the way of me doing God's purposes. You do not have in mind the concerns of God. God isn't your priority, quite the reverse, but merely human concerns. You're operating with a different perspective, a different purpose, a different way of thinking. Nothing, it seems, was to get in the way of Jesus following God's mission for him to come and suffer, to die, to rise again, so that we, God's people, all who just believe and trust in this Jesus may be set free from the power of, of sin and the, the terrible fear of death and find life in its fullness in this life and beyond. Now we all know how easy it is to get knocked off purpose by things that come along, easily distracted. And that was true for Jesus, the human being, too. But Jesus then speaks to his disciples after he'd spoken and confronted the one and rebuked the one who was seeking to deflect him. He then speaks to all his disciples, we read. Then Jesus said to his disciples, not just the, the few, but to all who were there, 
Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. This picture, which um, we've got, was from in a painting that was on the walls of this church just uh, uh, leading up to Easter last year, you'll remember, of Jesus carrying his cross. Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. In other words, say no to that which is within them that yearns to make their agenda a priority and say yes to God's agenda, however costly that may be. In Luke, we hear the word daily in this phrase. Whoever wants to follow me must take up their cross daily. It is a call to commitment to the way of Jesus, whatever cost that may be. Bonhoeffer, the great saint of last, last century said, when Christ calls a person, he bids them come and die. Come and die to themselves and put the themselves last and put Christ first. And so this painting expresses very powerfully that teaching where others are seeking to take up that cross and be part of sharing in Jesus' journey through death into life. And it could not be a more vivid expression of the cost of being a disciple. My recent Electio 365 says uh, in one of its uh, reflecting, uh, reflecting, reflect, reflections on the passage, the way of Jesus is not a call to coziness. I love that. That stayed with me really powerfully. The call, the way of Jesus is not a call to coziness. And I think how easily I just go, oh, I don't really want to do this. Oh, this is terrible. I don't hate this. I don't... It's not a call to coziness. It is to be intentional about seeking the priorities of the kingdom of God every day. And that really helps me to recognize that when life gets tough, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, we're called to that and to, with God's strength, be overcomers in this fight. Jesus shows us that way and calls his disciples in the same way. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. So Jesus was intentional about everything, both big things and little things. So with that example in mind, we come to uh, one of today's saints. Now I'm using this word with saints with a small s. It is All Saints Day today, and we're thinking about Saint Rosie. Now, she'll be terribly embarrassed. I'm so sorry if you're watching this at home, Rosie. I don't want to embarrass you, but all of us here, all of God's people are referred to in the scriptures as God's saints, God's people. And the story that we heard Rosie tell of her retirement or leading up to that retirement was absolutely illuminating. She was asking, what might God have for me next? And I want to try and bring out some of those things that she shows as an intentional way of living. 
Firstly, she asked God about planning for retirement. She recognized it as a thing that stirred up in her both excitement and fear. But do you remember she said, and I wanted to engage my faith. That's the first thing she did. She engaged her faith. She knew this was something that was true, that God had a plan for her, a purpose for her in this stage of her life. Her initial plans were to look at paid employment, but she wanted to be led by the Lord. And so she did something else intentional, hugely intentional. She went with her husband, Tom, on retreat. And that is so often a deliberate act that puts us in a place where we can listen to God and find that which is deep within us in a way that perhaps if we don't do that, doesn't happen so well. And in that time, she sensed that God was calling her to consider voluntary options, which opened up a huge range of things that she could be doing. She intentionally kept coming to church on Sundays, and there in church on Sundays, listening to the Spirit, she was conscious of somebody preaching about seasons. And the Spirit said to her, you are in autumn. <laughs> and she was able to identify the fact that in autumn there was a huge sense of, of glory around us as it is now. And she said that this view of retirement is counter-cultural. It's opening up new possibilities. And in listening to God's word, she remembered Psalm, 30, uh, Psalm 1, where the writer talks of a blessing on a person who delights in the way of the Lord and meditates on his word day and night. They shall be, says the psalmist, like a tree planted by a stream of water which yields its fruit in due season. So the intentionality around being in church, coming every week, being alert, what is God saying to me? What is God's gift to me today? That's something we can all come to church with. We bring it with us. And we bring that mindset. What, Lord, do you want to say to me today? And listening to God's word can sometimes be life-changing. So she told of how she tried options, another intentional action. It took a year, deliberately gave herself a year to try different things each week, to push, push different doors. And then came this opportunity. Layla, our debt council manager, debt center manager, spoke of the need that we had to expand the work and for volunteer debt coaches. And that rang with Rosie so deeply because she'd been here years ago when John Kirkby was here. And he'd spoken about the vision for CAP. It inspired her then, but she knew it wasn't the right time. But now was the right time. She was intentional about listening to God's timing, not only his purpose. And she recognized that being a debt coach was no more important than any other type of serving. She said, I want to worship God in every aspect of my life, and serving is one of those ways. It's a privilege. What a great way to view these things. I want to live my life, she said, in such a way that I can make a difference. And so Rosie's story is a shining example of a woman who is learning to live the life learning that to really make a difference, you need to be intentional. 
listening to the Spirit, learning from God's Word, taking action at the right time in response to Jesus' example and his calling in everyday things of life. And I think this national lockdown that we have in front of us is a significant opportunity to seek the Lord's leading, to do so by surrendering ourselves, my wants, my agenda, and an opportunity to ask the Lord, what is your purpose for me in this time? How could I use these times that are so different and so difficult to learn how to live life your way? In all situations, we can ask that question. I remember Alan Rogers saying to me, Joe, I haven't been to church for quite a while because I've had this kidney stone. Oh, I said, that must have been terribly painful. It was really difficult, he said. And I was on the hospital bed with this terrible pain, and I caught myself thinking, what does it mean to learn to live the life with the pain of a kidney stone inside me? I thought, my goodness me, that guy's got it. Whatever we're facing in these next weeks, this next month or longer, we need to be asking that question. We'll be mailing out some resources and suggestions to everybody that might help in that process. But I want to end with Jesus, that example of Jesus, that picture of Jesus and his words of invitation to us, the invitation to life, the invitation to be intentional as his disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it.